0: Can you smell the soup? Is it getting to you? Pastor Tom said to me, I told him I was going to put soup out the front while I was preaching, even though everyone's going to get to taste it afterwards. He said, I think there's a little mean streak inside of you. (laughs) Do you think? No. I like creating effects. Surround sound, visual, and smell. Amen. It'll burn it into our imagination, right? Yes. Nadine, how are you, sweetheart? Are you able to, with me, I interview you, share what happened to you this week? Would you come here? Would you put your hands together for Nadine? Let me get a handheld mic. Did they put the mics away already? Okay. Uh, Nadine, come up here. We're going to have to use, what about the one on the piano? Is that wireless? All right, Nadine, stay there, and I'll come to you. This is an amazing testimony, and uh, I want you to hear it. You know, we're going to stand center stage here. How's that? You know, I've been preaching uh, about four or five weeks ago on the perfect storm, and the point was that God will enable you to walk on water in the perfect storm. The next sermon was unshakable, how the Word of God says everything that can be shaken will be shaken one more time, so that the things that can't be shaken will remain. And then we went on from there, and we we talked about uh, uh, God's... Banquet tables, and how he sets a banquet table in the presence of our enemies. Well, this week, we had a very unique situation. I believe you were on your way here to the church. Is that right? Okay. Now, you have a, or had, a, an older model green Cadillac SUV.
1: Yes, yes, I did.
0: Okay. And... I was, you know, here's an amazing thing. I was, I had just raced home to pick something up and I'm coming back and I saw a dark colored SUV on Tampa Road facing the wrong way about to go up on a pickup truck and I saw two police cars and I didn't notice it was a green one because I would have done a U-turn. What happened? Tell everyone what happened.
1: First, I wanted to read Psalms 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So in light of that, um, I was on my way here, because I was going to, you know, Sister Sister Donna, I call her Sister Donna, was going to help me set up for mediation that I would do with my attorney. And... I was having some brake issues prior, and um, I would put brake fluid in it to keep it going until I could get it fixed. And that Tuesday around 11:45, um, I backed up out of my parking space at work, and I was coming, not my usual way. I usually go another way, which would put me in a parking lot full of cars and right. a building. I didn't go that way because the church is the other way so I backed out I accelerated and it took off kind of fast which that was kind of strange to me but then I started to pump my brakes immediately because I was getting to the end where the pond was.
0: So you were now just past the racetrack Hillsborough-Tampa Road intersection You were heading towards the direction of the McDonald's. Is that correct? Yes. And right after McDonald's, there's a big commercial complex with huge ponds in the front, and it's very, very, very wide. And so you were between McDonald's and the commercial complex.
1: Correct.
0: All right, so you start pumping your brakes. I
1: saw that I I needed to make that left turn, and so... I started immediately, I pressed my brake and it went straight to the ground wow. and then it wouldn't stop. And then I just zoomed right into the pond and I'm screaming, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not stopping. And it went right in the pond, it was a big gush. And then I'm looking around, I was like, I'm actually in this pond. I mean, now just, you
0: can't swim, can you?
1: No, I cannot.
0: So you would have a fear of water?
1: I do a little thing, but I'm not no swimmer. I I took lessons when I was a child and years ago, so it wasn't anything that would have kept me afloat. And at this point now, I'm trying to wind the window down to get out.
0: Now tell me, me, because I want to get every detail right. I heard, and I don't know if it's correct, you heard an audible voice?
1: Yes. At this point, when I tried to wind the window down on my side, on the driver's side. It wasn't really going down. And then the water started coming into the car and I, was, I heard a voice said, stay calm, get your key and your bag and try to exit the vehicle. At this point, now- That was an
0: audible voice. Yes, That's, I did hear that. Isn't um, that awesome? It was very calm. That, calm. It, fantastic, but wait till you hear what happens next, all right? <laughs> So
1: the, my side wouldn't go down, but the other, the passenger side window did go down. I managed mm-hmm. to get it down, and I started yelling out of the window, someone please help me, I cannot swim, please help me. And there was a crowd coming, a small crowd, and out of nowhere, a man took his shirt, I didn't even see when he took his shirt off, jumped in. And started swimming towards me mind you it was cold that day Tuesday was very cold that it was water, freezing <laughs> that water has alligators because I've seen alligators in that water by where I work and this man I guess he didn't it didn't that was second thought to him because he jumped in he swam. started swimming towards me and he stopped to catch his breath and then he continued and then he got to me and he go can you can you stand up in this I was like I don't think I can stand in this so he pulled me out and then another man took his shirt and came in to say come this way because it's not as deep at this point so I let him go and I ended up going towards the other man And my the hood of my car was already submerged in the water but I was wow. able to stand in it
0: wow. it started
1: sinking fast very fast and I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for these two guardian angels. That's yeah. what I called them. So
0: tell me, I heard, this is what I heard, and I want to verify that when the police came, they wanted to interview these two guys, yes. and they couldn't be found anywhere. They were
1: gone. Just as quick as they came, that's how quick they were gone. They didn't want any kind of a gratification from anyone.
0: Yeah. You know, the Bible says that at times we are entertaining angels, and we don't even know it. And I believe, I personally firmly believe, knowing how God operates, you heard an audible voice. God sent two angels that no one found afterwards, and they rescued you. Bottom line, you got saved. You were protected. And theoretically, we could say you walked on water. (laughs) Praise God. God bless you. Thank you so much. Pastor Carlos, if you would just turn the handheld off. Isn't that awesome? I, I, I love the way God just acts and does supernatural things. But number one, you have to have a relationship with him. You need to know him and have that ongoing relationship. And uh, secondly, trust him. And so all the messages we've had over the last few weeks have been about God's faithfulness and the fact that even if hard times come, and they might, I think they will, but it's okay because we will walk on water in a perfect storm, we will be on solid rock foundation when everything else is shaking, and in the midst of our enemies, God will prepare a banquet table. Can I get an agreement? Amen. Amen. My message this morning, the series is called "O, Taste and See That the Lord is Good, and it's actually a scripture. Psalm 34, verse 8, and it's the very first half of the verse. And uh, David says, Oh, taste and see. Come on, guys. I want you to experience taste and see. God will be real even to your natural senses. Oh, taste and see. God is good. Can I get an agreement here this morning? So that's the text that I'm building this series on, and As far as today's sermon goes, that's probably the last time I'll actually say that portion of the verse, but it'll be the theme through every message. I wrote for my title this morning, Praise is Chicken Soup to the Soul. Praise is Chicken Soup to the Soul. I don't know how you grew up, but there were two things that were in my mother's medicine chest. Uh, that always came out during the cold and the flu season. And that was chicken soup. If there was a hint that you were sick or getting sick, chicken soup and soak your feet in hot water. I mean, the hot water was a constant. We could break break an arm and mom would say, soak your feet in hot water. (laughs) And you know, you think of chicken soup Uh, when you're afflicted, when you're not well, when you have a cold, you have a flu. And on the one hand, you could think, well, what medicinal value does it really have? I mean, these are great traditions, and if nothing else, they're comfort foods. You know, whenever I'm soaking my feet in hot water, I'm thinking of my mom when she was a lot younger taking care of me. Whenever I'm having hot soup, I'm usually thinking of my grandmother or my mom, and there they are cooking up a big vat of fresh-made Italian soup with uh, chicken and uh, vegetables and tortellini. Uh, Yeah. But I did a little bit of research to see if there was any medicinal value to chicken soup and on a website called sharecare.com. It had comments from doctors, all different kinds of doctors. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Pastor Tom's just adding another dimension to our sermon here, more food. Everyone give him a round of applause. Anybody who brings food is a friend. So on sharecare.com, which is... Uh, a website that doctors make comments on. I pulled up a couple of comments. Stacy Wigman, who has her doctorate in pharmacy, says, chicken soup is good when you have a cold for several reasons. First, it helps keep you hydrated. Secondly, the steam from chicken soup helps relieve a congested nose and throat And finally, some researchers believe that substances in the chicken soup help to reduce the inflammation associated with a cold. Who would have thought, right? And then we have Deborah Fulgham Bruce, who has a PhD, and she writes, chicken also contains a natural amino acid called cystinine which is similar in chemical content to a drug called that Uh, adacetylcystamine that doctors give for bronchitis and respiratory infections to help thin mucus and make it easier to eliminate. You might throw in some chili peppers and spices and gain an extra advantage in thinning the mucus making it easier to expel. So, there is some benefit. If it is, isn't just more than uh, comfort food, there is some benefit in having chicken soup uh, when you have a cold. But I wrote, praise is the chicken soup to the soul. And I'm going to give you scriptural reasons for why I wrote that, but first, got to take this lid off so that more... Flavor wafts through the building. Got to turn it on. There you go. You all know you're going to get to eat this afterwards, right? That silence either meant you didn't know or you're unhappy that you're only going to get a taste of it. (laughs) All right. In Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3, this is how David starts this psalm. Psalm 34, it's a wonderful psalm, fantastic, I love what he writes. I will extol the Lord, I will bless the Lord, I will praise the Lord. I'm going to give him high fives, I will brag on his name. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips I will glory, I will boast, I will jump up and down for joy in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So for the sake of clarity, there are two points that I'm going to make today, okay? The first point is David addresses those who are afflicted and he says, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. The second point I'm going to pull from these three verses is, it's obvious, David maintained an attitude of praising God at all times and in all circumstances. So we're going to start with point number one. Brandy, is that okay? We'll start with point number one. It's a good place to start. If you don't agree, no soup for you. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. So point number one, afflicted. What was David saying in the original Hebrew text that the Old Testament was written in? Many times in the services here, I will go back to a book called The Strongs. It's a huge book. And it literally has every word in the Old Testament, even the ands and the thes and everything else, and every word in the New Testament, and it systematically takes every word and goes back to the original Hebrew word that was written in the original manuscript so that we could get a better idea of what. The writer was saying. And then again the same with the New Testament. So the word afflicted has a reference number. If we could put that up there. A reference number. And I apologize. It should be H. H 6041. I wrote G. And uh, G is for Greek. This is not Greek. We're in the Old Testament. It should be H Sixty forty-one. So if you're writing notes, just make that correction. And the word is ani, ani. And it means the afflicted, the humble, the lowly, the needy, the poor. The afflicted. Well, we didn't learn a ton from that. But if we keep reading, it says it comes from a root word, anah. And it includes the understanding of the depressed in mind or in circumstances. I think having read afflicted, humble, lowly, needy, poor, depressed in mind and or circumstances, we just covered everybody in the building at one moment or another. You see, that's what I love about the word of God. It's not a book of do's and don'ts. It's a book of life applications, and it applies to every aspect of life. And I love the Bible because it is my handbook. It's not just something. I don't mean it's my handbook because I preach from it. No, it's my handbook because it shows me how to live. It shows me how to be a dad. It shows me how to be a man. It shows me how to be a business person. It shows me how to stand up again after I've had a great fall. It shows me so many things that are pertinent to life. And so it is a handbook. But David is speaking to the afflicted, the lowly, the humble, the needy, the poor, those who might be depressed in mind or depressed through their circumstances. And this is what he says, letter A. If I could have letter A up there. He says, let the afflicted, if you're depressed emotionally or mentally, Or you're depressed because circumstances, man, you're just facing one bullet after another. Or you're afflicted in the sense that you're sick or you're needy or you're being humbled through circumstances. This is what David says, Let the afflicted hear my praises and start to rejoice. The first point we can draw from his statement is that it can be read two ways, and I believe both are correct. David is saying, let those who are downcast, let those who feel despised, let those who are feeling rejected, let those who feel like everything's going wrong and they're not going to make it to the end, let them hear my voice, let them hear my praises, and let them catch the praises of God because it'll pick them up and they'll start to rejoice as well. See, now I didn't ask you for an amen, but you're giving me an amen because every one of you have been in the situation where you've been down and maybe close to out and you've started hearing the praises of someone or someones and it's picked you up. You see, praise is infectious. It will change the atmosphere. It will cha- change the disposition in the room and it will change the countenance on somebody's face and once it gets through all of that it will change the person's mindset amen david says come on now listen to me anybody who's afflicted the whole spectrum of life anything and everything that can go wrong Hear the praises of God coming out of my mouth because it's going to affect you. Church, I want to tell you, it is scriptural to put your headset on, your earplugs in, and start putting your praise on and dancing and grooving to gospel music. Amen. Amen. See, David was a psalmist. When our worship team gets up here, they are psalmists. When uh, our worship team uh, leaves a recording on the recorded service, they are psalmists. Other great ministries of worship are psalmists. And David is speaking as a psalmist. And he's saying, come on, get your praise on. Oh, that smells so good. Come on, get your praise on. Everybody repeat after me. I am going to... Get my, on. Get my praise on. Oh, wow. You said it just like I said it. Now I'm going to applaud. Well done. Well done. When we listen to praise music, even the praises of other people, we could be down and out and in the dumps and it will lift us up. You see, praise is like chicken soup to the soul. Who would like to have a little bit of chicken soup? I know you're going to get it afterwards, but, uh, well, Bonnie, that was a big, loud, oh, yes, so here you go. You try that. We're going to, all eyes on her, watch her reaction. If you've ever had a phobia about people watching you when you eat to see if the spinach sticks on your teeth, uh, have no fear. They're watching you. Brandy, why don't you try this? You know, if there's a way to make a sermon stick in a person's mind, it's by involving every sense that you can. So we're not only involving your sight, your hearing, and your smell. Now we're going to let you enjoy the taste. Now today, you're not only going to get to taste some Italian chicken soup, freshly made. She even brought the napkins. Look at this lady. I mean, good night. This girl is always picking up behind me, always ready. Well, today, the church has made arrangement and uh, we have garnered the services of Lobster Town a couple of doors down, Lobster Haven, sorry. And uh, Dan. The owner is a a member here in this church, and so we've organized that Dan actually also cooked some lobster chowder. Now, do I have any takers for a bit of lobster chowder? Well, you know what, Lynn, since you brought me the napkins, now I got to get you a napkin. There you go. Now, remember, you stay to the end of the service. You'll all get some. I felt so terrible after I preached two weeks ago. I must have had 20 people say to me, how did they get picked? (laughs) Thank you. So uh, we're going to let everyone taste some today. How's that? So uh, Paul Aquino I'm not going to give you any, but I see you have some guests from out of town. So how many of you agree we should let guests eat first, right? You can share this with your lovely wife between the two of you. There you go. Praise is like chicken soup to the soul. You wouldn't think it has medicinal value, but it does. Because when we start to praise, even before I can pray, I get myself in a place where I can hear the praise. And it starts to affect me. That's one of the things I love about coming here on a Sunday morning. You know, I can put my stereo on at home, and that helps tremendously when I have praise music on. But when I'm here and the church, the body of Christ is here, they're, they're awesome. Up there, would you agree they're awesome up there? But you know what God thinks is even more awesome when all of his kids come together and they're all around his table and they're all supping with him and praising him. Hey, and I, I gotta tell you, I'm here, and sometimes listen. When when it comes time to preach, I've got to put my game face on. It doesn't matter what my life has been going through. And I have to minister for the sake of others. I can't come here dragging my tail. And one of the best things for me is when I stand here and they start worshiping and you start worshiping, all the conflict that's in my soul starts to melt away. I wish fat could melt away that easily. I've lost 20 pounds. Come on, give me a round of applause. I've lost 20 pounds, yay! I've learned the key is don't eat my own cooking. (laughs) But you know, I, I come in here, and it doesn't matter what frame of mind I'm in, and if I've especially been going through a hard time, and it's not just a day or a week, sometimes it's a couple of months. But I know that when I get to church and the full ensemble, the worshipers, the priests, and the worship leaders and musicians start to minister, I feel everything the enemies put on me starts to go lower, 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 lower. And I feel the Holy Ghost picking me up, and I'm higher, higher, higher. And sometimes when I really allow myself to get lost in the worship and I've got my eyes closed and I'm not having to think about preparing soup for my sermon, sometimes I actually feel like I'm being lifted up. And I start to feel like I'm enlarged. That's what the praises of God from other people can do to us even when we're down, it's okay. You can eat. Uh, I don't know if you're shy to eat in public. That's all right. You can eat it, no problem. Was it good? Uh, are you done? Yes. I'll take it out of your hand. There you go. Who else is done? Anyone else done? was uh, very good. Yes. All right, good. Are you guys done? Do you like seafood? It's delicious, but we have dietary restrictions. You ah. Uh, did you have it? I did taste it. You tasted it. Do you want some? You wait for later. Would you stand up? I mean, this is comical. This is not prearranged or organized. She even came with a garbage bag. You got anything else on you that I might be able to use? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. David says, come on, all you that are afflicted. Hear my praises, because it'll affect you. And all of you need to come to church if for no other reason, your tail is dragging, that's the best time to come to church. Emotionally, you're gonna feel like that's the worst time. Don't listen to the booger called the devil. He's a booger from hell. Right. Don't listen to him. When you're down, he wants to kick you. But if you come to the house of God, where the sons and daughters of God are worshiping, he knows he will lose his grip on your neck Amen. and you will break free. Amen. Right. Can I get an agreement? Yeah. Amen. But David is also saying, let the afflicted hear this principle and get into the habit of praising God even in their afflictions. It's one thing for us to hear David praise or hear a psalmist praise, and it'll truly affect you. But it's another thing to put that transistor inside of you, to put that, well, boombox is outdated, but to put that MP3 inside of you, switch it on, and start to praise God. Let me read the verse again. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear. And come on, get on board and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with He says, and let's extol his name together. Come on. If David isn't trying to get us in on the party, then I don't know what he's doing here. He's telling us what he does, and he's saying, come on board. This is a great train to ride. Learn the principle of praising God in every situation. I'm going to give you some bullet points. Number one, praise gets us out of the dungeon of depression. Praise gets us out of the dungeon of depression. Can we put the bullet points up? How are we going? Praise gets us out of the dungeon of depression. Praise gets us out of the paranoia of fear. First of all, it is impossible for me to stay depressed when I'm praising God. I mean, it's an oxymoron. You cannot put the two together. You cannot stay in a dungeon of depression and be praising God and telling God how awesome it is. One has to go and the other has to come. And in this sense, choose life. The power of life is in your tongue. Choose life. You can choose to be under the depression or you can choose to switch on the praise music and then slowly get yourself in a praise as well. And you will see that spirit of heaviness, that spirit of depression, that spirit of negativity cannot stay in the presence of praise. So praise will absolutely get us out of the dungeon of depression. Praise gets us out of the paranoia of fear. It is very, it is impossible to look in the face of God and tell him how incredibly big he is and get excited about his miraculous ability And still be bound up by the paranoia of fear. Do you know why God said to Joshua over and over again? In fact, one of the most common phrases that are repeated throughout the Old Testament is this. Fear not! Do you know why God says fear not? Because fear is a choice. He would never tell you to do something that wasn't within your ability to alter. Fear is a choice. And I can choose to look at the negatives and be full of fear, or I can choose to put my praise on. Hallelujah. You see, we have to learn principles. Principles are universally true. They are always true. And the principles of the spirit world is that if we take off the garment of heaviness... And put on the garment of praise. The garment of heaviness can't stay on you. And you know what's really cool about this? You don't even have to be able to take off the garment of praise. Uh, Sorry, you don't even have to take off the garment of heaviness. Just start putting on the garment of praise. And that undergarment of heaviness just comes off. In Jesus' name. Absolutely. It's the truth. You see, I say this is praises It's chicken soup for the soul. So many people are on medication. And if you are, I'm, I'm not dissing you at all. But I want to take you down a path that's even better. The soul is the realm where we have conflict and depression. Where we have guilt, where we have shame, where we experience rejection. All the garbage that's in the world, the soul ends up being the trash can. And all those thoughts and all those emotions get here. And what we need to do is wash out the trash can with the praises of God. Am I building imagery for you? It's so important. And so when something When fear wants to rise up in my heart, I start praising God. You can't praise God without saying how big He is, how awesome He is, how great He is, how powerful He is. And you know, after a couple of minutes, I even believe it. Yeah, I'm not kidding. You see, because we don't always start in praise with faith. But we will end in praise with faith. Amen. And it's important to understand that. Because the devil will... Whisper in your ear while you start praising him. And you don't, you, you're not, the fear hasn't gone yet. And the devil will start saying, you're a liar, see? You're just a hypocrite. Now it's okay. No condemnation for that. You start praising God while you're still afraid. You keep doing it, even you will be convinced. I'll tell you who's always convinced. The devil's always convinced. He knows how big God is. And when you start praising God, fear will go. Praise gets us out of the self-destruction of self-pity. Now I talk about self-pity a lot because I was born as a kid, very, very sickly, constantly being attended to and before I was even cognizant of being a sick little kid. I hear the stories that my mom and my dad and even sometimes my uncles and aunts talked about and they'd laugh that when I came home, I was like a little kid. I had two little Frankfurters sticking out of the diaper. My legs were so skinny, they called them Frankfurters. All right. I was allergic to water. And so they had to wash me with oil. I was baptized as a greasy Italian from day one. And it was symbolic of the anointing that was to come. Amen. Amen. But you know, (laughs) praise God. But being so sickly, I found people were paying attention to me. And in the devoid of character development, I looked towards negative attention as some form of validation. And finally, God spoke to me one day, and he says, if you want to walk in the footpath of those who get healed... You have to learn to hate any form of self-pity. Well, praise will uh, get us out of the self-destruction of self-pity. Can I get an amen? Praise will get you out of the gnawing energy of worry. Jesus said, who can add one inch to their height by worry? Who can change anything by worry? Don't worry, your God, your dad has got it all for you. He's got your back. The praise will get you out of the gnawing energy of worry. The thing about worry is that it's like yeast. It grows and grows, and your imagination is like that dough ball, and it gets bigger and bigger with all the things that could go wrong. And we could stop all of that by deciding to start praising god because when we focus on god there's nothing to worry about can i get agreement come on church are you there so i just listed four things that praise will get you out of let me tell you a couple of things that praise will get you into number one praise will get you into god's presence I want to see the devil huff and puff in the presence of God. I want to see the devil threaten to throw me down in the presence of my Father. I want to see the devil try to rip my guts out and get me depressed in the presence of Almighty God. You see, when we start to praise, the Bible says we are ushered into the presence of God. Let me give you a picture so you can assimilate this picture. See, God doesn't care about tone, rhythm, how, how good your voice sounds. He just enjoys praise. And so here's the picture. When you start to praise, regardless of what it sounds like, God says, let me grab that speaker and pull it closer to me praise will bring us into the presence of god and in the presence of god the enemy will always flee psalm 100 verse 4 says enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name you know in the old testament They didn't have the right to just go into the presence of God until the ultimate sacrifice for sin was made. And that's the life of Jesus Christ. And so they had a man-made temple. And there was the outer court. Then there was the inner court, which was the holy place. And then there was the holy of holies. And only God. And one high priest. The only high priest, until he dies, out of three million Hebrew people, could go into that room. Now, the Bible says that the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from the Holy Place was ripped in two when Jesus died on the cross, and he gave us access to the Holy of Holies. So David is actually drawing on the imagery of the tabernacle. And in Psalm 100 verse 4, he says, come on, come into that first section, the outer court. Come into his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. As we zero on in closer and closer to the Holy of Holies. And David couldn't go to the Holy of Holies. And yet he's urging all of Israel, come with me. Let's go through the court of the Gentiles, the outer court. Let's come into the holy place because as we praise God, it draws us into his presence. Praise will get you into God's presence. Number two, praise will get you into faith. Okay, everyone's thinking about the food now, right? Praise will get you into faith. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, praise will get you into faith. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. That's praise. It doesn't matter how ugly your situation is. It doesn't matter how mean and nasty that Goliath is who's talking to you. It doesn't matter if that devil has manifested right in front of you. The Bible says in the New Testament in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything. But you have a need, you're afflicted, bring your afflictions, make your prayers and petition and then surround it with thanksgiving surround it with praise and present your requests to god pretty cool hey praise will get you in a faith there are so many times when my faith needs a boost and pastor rob's not around to preach to me he's gone a wall he's down for the count And I can't even encourage myself with a thought, with a sermon. I start praising because praise will always take me to the place of faith. Amen. And thank you. Thank you. Praise will get you into focus on what God can do. You see, when I worry, it gets me into focus on what else could go wrong. But when I get into praise, praise gets me into focus on what God can do. And Psalm 28, verse 7, David says, The Lord is my strength, and he's my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. With my song, I praise him. If ever you're doubting, if ever you're struggling with unbelief, and we all do, it's okay. God has given us chicken soup. It's called praise. Get your praise on. Yeah, amen. In fact, I don't know, make a hot bowl of chicken soup and stick your feet in it. That was funny, wasn't it? He's being silly. Yeah. I'm glad you came. What's your name? Ella? Hi, Ella. Everybody say hello to Ella. Hi, Ella. Ella. Great to have you today. Good to have you too, Mom. All right. But praise will bring us back to the place of faith. No wonder David was such an advocate for praise. Here was a guy who was successful. And if you go through all of his writings, you will see that David is constantly talking about praising God. He talks about his dilemmas. He talks about his fears. But he always concludes with, I'm going to praise the Lord. I think maybe it's a key to success. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. praise gone. Praise will get you into a mindset of expecting something good. It will get you into a mindset of expecting something good. You see, most of us expect something's gonna go wrong. In fact, Tell me if you're in this party group, because I think most of us are. I am. When things have been going really good for quite a while, how many of you secretly expect it can't last, something's going to go wrong? Right? We do this to ourselves. It's in there. I wish I could go to the ER and tell them whatever that thing is, Rip it out. I don't need it anymore. Right? But you can rip it out. Praise will get you into a mindset of expecting something good. Some people just live from day to day. And if this is you, I'm not having a shot at you. I have had to change. But I'm not going to go from day to day thinking about what else can go wrong. I'd rather go from day to day wondering what next blessing God is going to bring my way. And so Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 verse 24, Therefore, for this reason, I say to you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, You might be praying and you might be doing the shivering prayer. Oh God, I am so desperate. I'm afraid. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this situation. You can start like that. That's all right. That kind of prayer is okay to start with. Jesus said, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them. And you will. What's he saying? have an expectation of something good is about to happen. And praise will give you that kind of a mindset. If we learn to become praisers, worshipers, if we learn to, you don't even have to take the garment of heaviness off. In this automatic society, all you have to do is put your praise on and the depression will go all by itself. Amen. Amen. I said I was going to address two points. The first point was the afflicted. The second point was praise God at all times. And I'm going to do this real quick because I can hear your stomachs growling. (laughs) 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray continuously because there's always stuff that pops up. But give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So many people tell me, I don't know what God's will is for me. Start with the stuff that's already written down. Was that too sharp? You went really quiet. Rejoice always. Get your praise on. Pray continually because stuff will want to happen. The devil will try to make stuff happen. It's okay. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Man, when we look at all the things that praise will get us out of, and we look at all the things that praise will get us into, no wonder David was saying, come on with me. Get your praise on. Come on, let's praise God. Praise God in every situation. Why? Because in every situation, praise will get you out of something negative, and praise will get you into the most positive thing in the world, and that is the presence of God. Give me an amen or a high five. Hebrews 13, 15, through Jesus, therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. You see, this is why, and I conclude with the verse I started with. This is why David says in Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3, I will Get excited about God at all times. And his praise isn't going to stop from coming out of my mouth. It'll be on my lips day and night. No sooner I finish singing one song, I'm going to be clocking up the next song. I'm going to praise him and praise him and praise him. I will glory. I will rejoice. I will leap. I will jump. I'll dance. I'll sing in the shower. I'll act like a kid, before the Lord. Come on, those of you that are afflicted, hear my praise and hear the principle of praise and come with me and glorify the Lord. Come on, let's stand up and give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, amen. Oh, taste and see means try it. If I have some food, we have some samples out there. Oh, taste and see, try it. What's God saying? You just heard a very important principle. Oh, taste and see, try it. Give it a shot. Do it for a couple of weeks, every day. Get your praise on, and you will see you'll be talking less about the devil and more about Jesus. Amen, 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 absolutely. In all circumstances, so if the Bucks don't win today, I'm gonna put my praise on anyway. Because that doesn't make my day and it doesn't make my life. It'll, might, it'll make a moment, but you don't build life on a, a moment. You build life on the things that last. Absolutely. That's why I refuse to build my life. You'd let it play on who's in the White House. Because I've got my eyes on the right house. And it's the house of the Lord. We all know that scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their land. But do you realize that God said that after Solomon had built the temple he built the temple and he dedicated it to God. He said, this is where the people will come and praise you. And this is where they will come with their requests. Why do we look everywhere but the house of God? It was established right from the Old Testament that God's house would be a house of prayer and that it would be a house of praise because you can't pray and get in this presence without getting a praise report. So it will always be a house of prayer, and it will be a house of praise. I speak to you as my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I realize that there are visitors here today, and I don't know you, but that's okay. If you love Jesus, we got the same blood flowing through our veins, amen. And I speak to all of you and to those that are watching, I can't promise you that tomorrow or the day after will be wonderful, but I can promise you that the author and the perfecter of your life, he is wonderful, and he will take you through every situation, and he will give you the victory because that's who he is. Can I get an agreement? Before we close, thank you. <clears throat> Before we close in prayer, if you've walked away from God, you know what I'm talking about. Today's a day to come to the banquet table of the prodigal son or daughter and say, Hey, dad, I'm sorry. I'm coming back. He's throwing a party. You need to say yes again to Jesus, and let him have full access and the last say in your life. When I don't let him have the last say, that's when I go down a dangerous, slippery path. When I let him have the last say, that's when I remain in his presence and in his hands. And if you've slipped away, come on, be bold enough today to raise your hand in a moment and say, I want want to make a recommitment. And if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, oh, my goodness, oh, my God, (laughs) you've missed him. He doesn't want to be a religion. He doesn't want to be a stained-glass window. He wants to paint himself inside your life all over your life. So with every eye closed right now, either one of those two categories, if the Holy Spirit is talking to you and that's you, just put your hand up and say yes. I want prayer. I want to make a fresh commitment. Thank you. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. Maybe this is the first time you're not joining my church. Please, joining my church won't save you coming to Jesus will. Who else? I saw one slight hand slip up for fresh commitment. Who else? And to those of you who are watching, thank you. If you've raised your hand, the most important person has seen it, and that is God. This relationship's between you and him in the first place. He saw it. And to all of you, that are part of the household of faith, the best way to stay in faith is to stay in praise. Can I get an amen? And whatever ails you, praise is the chicken soup to the soul. Now repeat after me, those who quietly lifted a hand, dear God, I trust you and I come to you. Help me sought me out. After all, you made me. I trust you to do it. Jesus Christ, I am so glad you died on the cross for me. And I am so sorry for the things I've done wrong. I'm asking you to live inside of I don't want to know you from a distance. I want to know you face to face. I've sinned, I've made mistakes, but you love me, help me to grow in love towards you. Accept me, receive me as I welcome you into my life. Father, I thank you. It's happening now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I pray that you will be on every man and every woman. Sure, I'd love to see hundreds more here. But I'd rather see millions more just loving you, Dad. It's all about bringing your sons and daughters face-to-face with you. I pray that in the life of every man and woman that has been in this house or watching through one of our platforms, that their relationship with you will have encounter after encounter with Jesus Christ. Now, Holy Spirit, continue to work. That i can't do and bring every one of us closer to the father in jesus name and everyone said amen and bless the food out there hey guys it'll only take a few moments especially if you're new you'll get to meet a couple of people we're just serving up little six ounce portions it's a taster but it's an excuse for fellowship we have two separate tables, one table for anyone who likes the seafood, and the other table for chicken soup. It was great having you here today. If it's your first time, please come up, say hello to me. I'd love to meet you and greet you. But everyone, be blessed in Jesus' name. And whatever happens in the Super Bowl, we are more than conquerors. Amen. God bless you.